We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. And Zach, we're excited because tonight, those who are in the room with us get to witness the raffle uh, for the month of May. We're going to be doing that here in just a few minutes, but... Uh, the Nuggets are on rock and roll. Let's see if they can uh, if they can extend the series lead here. But uh, how was your weekend, Big Dog? I mean, speaking to the Nuggets, I see a lot of people are uh, you know Michaela's saying they're looking bad, starting slow. I'm not a huge basketball guy. I mean, uh, just full disclosure. But I feel like from the, what I've seen out of the Nuggets, they're more of a second half team. And if they start slow, they tend to finish really strong. I feel like they got this series in the bag. It could be uh, Nuggets and four bringing that title home. I hope so, man. It would be so good for Denver. The the avalanche success, and then if you get the Nuggets, dude, you'd have you'd have some nice momentum. Really putting the onus in a good way, in a positive way, Zach, on the Broncos to finally get their you know what together. Yep. I mean, it's about time. The pendulum has to swing back eventually, and uh, under Sean Payton, who we'll get to as always on these podcasts, uh, it could very well happen this year. On that subject, I mean, <clears throat> one guy whose uh, opinion, his insight is invaluable. It, you know, he's a guy who knows a thing or two about what it takes to win in the league, what it takes to, um, you know, jive with a new offense, and also what it's what it's like to have to kind of rebuild your legend in a new NFL city, and that's Peyton Manning. And Zach, uh, at the risk of, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, delaying the screen when I do this. I'm just going to roll the dice. It just happens. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read what Peyton Manning said. It's kind of a bold prediction of sorts on the Sean Payton-Russell Wilson union. He, uh, he, come on, let's go. There we go. Uh, he had a uh, sit down with uh, Stephen A. Smith, ESPN. And uh, he said this, quote, Sean has brought some new juice here. He's going to get the best out of Russell. Russell feels rejuvenated as well. I like my Broncos, close quote. So Russ is telling him he feels rejuvenated. Uh, Sean Payton sounds like Peyton Manning's all about that. And what's interesting about it too, Zach, is a head coach and a quarterback 
that he's complimenting and and put, trying to put positive vibes out into the universe. These two guys are the are one of the coaches and one of the quarterbacks who defeated him in a Super Bowl for what it's worth. Did you catch that though? My Broncos. My Broncos. My Broncos. Wasn't my Colts. It wasn't the Broncos. It was my Broncos. So that should end the discussion. Mm -hmm. Peyton Manning is a Bronco for life. And kind of as an aside, Von Miller gave an interview the other day talking about the season. He talked about we when it came to Denver. So it's really always heartwarming to hear former legendary players still refer to the Broncos with such lovable um feeling. And uh, in terms of Peyton, what he said here, I think is the the 10,000-foot view of the Broncos and the hire of Sean Payton, if there was anyone to maximize Russell Wilson, get him back to that pre-2022 form, it is Sean. And put those two bodies of work together, put their resumes together. They've both accomplished a lot in the NFL. They are no scrubs, either of them. And just because Russell Wilson had one bad season, just because Sean Payton was out of the NFL last year, doesn't discount what they've actually accomplished and what they can do going forward. It is gratifying. And by the way, you know, to hear Peyton Manning say, my Broncos, it is gratifying. Man, Jimmers say, you screwed up. Peyton Manning's like the elephant, dude. He does not forget. Yeah. You cut him. You cut the league's only, at the time, uh, pretty sure, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure he was tied uh, for the most MVP awards. You cut this guy. He goes on, gets another MVP, wins another suit. He doesn't forget. I love seeing Peyton Manning use the possessive, but at the end of the day, too, Zach, hey, he's he's retired. You know, he can afford to use the possessive my Broncos, right? When you see Von Miller use we and use possessives to describe uh, the, the Denver Broncos, and he's still playing in the league, let us not forget, Buffalo Bills, they're going to be matching up with the Broncos. What is it, week 10 this season? Uh, it's even more gratifying, actually. And also, with regard to Von Miller, too, on top of that is – he seems to feel – what's a good way to put this? He seems to have so, – feel like he's got some ownership, Zach, in what's going on in Denver right now. Like, we built this. We did that. And this is the year that it's all going to, like, come to fruition, all those years of suffering and wandering in the NFL uh, desert, as it were. So really cool to see two Hall of Famers. I mean, let's face it. When Von Miller hangs up his cleats, won't be long until uh, he's in the Hall. Yeah, I mean, Von Miller single-handedly won a Super Bowl and then never went back to the playoffs during his time in Denver. He always wanted to get back. A lot of players from that era, you know, Derek Wolf and the uh, the Brandon McManuses, the SB50 Lynx, they all wanted to get back. They never could. But those, like you said, who were around during that sort of uh, culture shift and uh, even post that, they've realized what the Broncos have put together. They realize what Sean Payton is, what Russell Wilson can be. And Vaughn knows all too well the Broncos defense that's left in place. I mean, even with VJ, this should be a top 10 unit. I mean, it's looking up in Denver. It really is. Mike, it's so good to see you tonight, big dog. Hope you've had a great weekend. Thank you so much for the support every single night. Uh, whether it's our show or any of the other great shows here at MHH. We love you, big dog. And Chris Chances as well, throwing down a super chat, helping us get things rolling here early, saying Chad, Zach, Scott, still the best in the business. We love it. Really appreciate you, my friend. And I also see uh, Albert Knoppers here saying, what's up, guys? In the middle of a move. What? You're moving? How? You had paradise, dude. Why? I mean, anyone that knows Albert's situation, uh, or what it was, maybe I'm misunderstanding here, but uh, you had a nice little little setup there. Well, not little, for what it's worth. You had a nice, big setup. So uh, curious to see what the haps is with you, my friend. Hope everything is okay. Uh, Zach, I want to grab this.
from uh, uh, some great topics, questions, things coming in in the chat. Keith, a uh, few guys with some interesting stuff. We're going to get to it, but let's make a quick decision here. Of all the shows we're going to do this week, tonight's show will probably be, in terms of live viewers, Zach, probably the lowest watch yeah. just because the Nuggets are on, right, in the NBA Finals. Should we do the raffle tonight or should we wait and do it tomorrow night? Because there's a lot of people with skin in that game. It's going to be a random selection. You guys are going to see it unfold before your very eyes. You guys tell us, do you want us to do it tonight? Should we wait till tomorrow? What do you think, Zach, your thoughts? My inclination is to wait till tomorrow. That way it has the most eyeballs on it. I feel like it's fair to everyone involved, everyone who has a, a hat in the ring. So that's my vote. But let us know how you feel, guys. We'll do it, you know, catering to uh, whatever your preference is. Scott, what do you think? Thumbs up for tonight, thumbs down for tomorrow. What do you think? Mm, he's giving us the uh, – yeah, yeah. We're going to do it tomorrow night, guys. We're going to do it tomorrow night just because it's a genuine drawing. And one of the stipulations to winning uh, is you got to be in the room. You got to be in the room. So um, just to just to give everyone the best possible chance, we'll wait and do the drawing tomorrow. Okay, so hold uh, hold your horses on that. We look forward to it. Uh, in the meantime, though, a shout out here: the Duchess Michaela Parker, who we love so much, such a big part of what we do here at MHH, and just helping not only keep the conversation going, but you know, supporting what we do, keeping the lights on, looking out for other people, Zach, in the community. Always. This is Michaela Parker. She's a Hall of Famer. She's a Hall of Famer and a Mount Rushmore superstar. Love you, Michaela. She says, much love to the MHH family. Peyton Manning thinks himself a Bronco. Nice. Yes, indeed. It's cool, man. And I do miss those days. You know, I miss I miss the Peyton Manning days where playoff was automatica. Yeah, Michaela is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. She has her gold jacket. She's inducted. She's the real deal. Thank you, as always, Michaela. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't really count for much in the standings. It doesn't really help the Broncos on the field. But anytime Peyton Manning still says, my Broncos, I get a little, you know, a little teary-eyed. Absolutely. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon me. Uh, 
Okay, Albert's saying though, real quick, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read Phil's, but Albert's saying our paradise has expanded 20 plus bedrooms, 14.2 baths, about 14,000 square feet. Guys, it, it, Albert makes it sound like he's he's a tycoon, and in his own way, he is. All right, he is a tycoon. It's not necessarily what you think, but it's actually even cooler than what you might imagine. So really rad, cool to hear, Albert. Phil, love you, big dog. Down in Tucson, proven Broncos country, not a geographic location. It's a state of being, big dog. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott. Cannot wait to see how this team comes together this season. Hashtag Buckham, hashtag MHH for life. That's Buckham with a B, YouTube and Facebook. Love it. Thank you so much, Phil. Really, really appreciate all that you do for us, big dog. And we're coming up to that integral part of the uh, the offseason. As you know, Chad, the six-week break, the six-week break from hell when the Broncos uh, go and scatter before training camp starts. We have a mandatory minicamp coming up, I think, on the 13th through the 15th, and they have that break. But, I mean, I'm I'm so excited, too, to see how the team's going to come together. And when the bullets start flying, just the Broncos in any sort of game action, preseason should be much more entertaining than last year because the starters are going to play. You know why? Because it's the freaking preseason, chat. That's what the starters do. Mm-hmm. Right. We play football here yes. at Broncos <laughs> HQ. Uh, Gary, brother, love you so much. You've been on an absolute tear this last month, and we just want you to know how much we appreciate you. My friend, he says, hey, uh, hi, Chad and Zach. I'm watching the game. I'm good with that. Talking about the raffle being tomorrow. Go Broncos. Okay, cool. Good to hear. Um, Because, look, you actually finished number one on YouTube last month. So, uh, Zach, if you'll grab this next Super Chat, I got to take care of something real quick. I'll be right back. Uh, Yeah. Do we have one, Scott? I didn't see another Super, but I can take a comment here. Uh, We have Steven Jimenez saying, watching the plants grow in the garden till the football, till the start of the football season. Hashtag Buckham. That's what uh, we can do is just kind of pass the time and uh, take in the Broncos OTAs. So I'm right there with you. Anything until football season, I am down for. Keith Brugman hopping in as always. Thank you so much, Keith, for your interaction. As always, every podcast, you are outstanding to speak Broncos football with. Keith says, Chad and Zach, would you and would Broncos country be as excited about Harbaugh, I'm assuming Jim Harbaugh, if he was coach at the moment? I mean, I don't want to come off like a flip-flopper, but I was uh, very high, as were you, Chad, on the prospect of Jim Harbaugh coaching the Broncos just because he was that adult and he was in charge and he had an offensive mind. But kind of looking back on it and uh, having some time to think and getting Sean Payton, I feel like that was the right move. I would have been happy with Jim Harbaugh, but I am ecstatic with Sean Payton. Uh, As excited? I think I would have been basically as excited. To me, it was 1A and and one B like those were the two guys. Um, And even though at the time I've like Zach, you know, I was leaning toward Harbaugh for the reason being his experience uh, in the NFC West, his experience with Russ, his prioritization of the run game and just kind of his no nonsense, almost, but not quite authoritarian kind of control of a football team and his enthusiasm. So that's why I say almost because he's not quite a dictator. He's not quite an authoritarian. He gets guys on board. They have no choice but to get on board because he overwhelms them with his enthusiasm and passion for what's going on. But I'm stoked with the way it shook out, to be honest with you. And I think it did shake out, Zach, the way the football gods meant for it to shake out. And um, I, as much as I would have loved to have seen how what kind of a mind meld Jim Harbaugh could have gotten on with, with Russell Wilson, if you're talking about who would have been the best guy to resurrect Russ – it's hard to debate that Sean Payton wouldn't have, you know, wasn't the answer because I think back too to uh, what was it, Dick Vermeil 
who not only said that, hey, if it, when it comes to fixing Russ, if Sean can't do it, no one can do it. In that same uh, little you know uh, clip, he said, look, the two number one offensive coaches of the modern era, Andy Reid and Sean Payton. And you add to that, obviously, the fact that to be that level of, of offensive guru, Zach, you also have to be a, a QB whisperer. Andy Reid certainly is. I mean, look at all the hay he made in Philly. Look at the hay he made in Kansas City with Alex Smith and then, of course, uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then look at Sean Payton, the success he had with Drew Brees. Anytime he had to turn to a different quarterback, I mean, it was like just raining touchdowns in New Orleans. So I'm I'm totally happy with the way things are. Yeah, I feel like there would have been a little more of a power struggle issue if Jim Harbaugh was the guy and uh, Greg Penner is not one to give up power. And maybe Sean Payton just got along with him better. Sean's also accomplished. I appreciate you, David. $2 super says amen on Sean Payton. Um, I, I think they were more impressed by what Sean Payton's done lately as opposed to Harbaugh, who's accomplished the majority of his uh, accolades lately in the college ranks. And, you know, you bring up a good point about Sean. No one talks about the quarterback whisper aspect too much of his resume when no matter what QB it was, if it was Drew Brees or whether whether it was Teddy Bridgewater, Trevor Simeon, we've talked about this over and over, they got production under center. That's what's so encouraging. And last I checked, Russell Wilson's a lot better than a Trevor Simeon, a lot better than a Teddy Bridgewater, a lot better than an Ian Book. We all know, those who know, know, the best in a Russell Wilson in a Broncos uniform is still yet to come. Last year was the ultimate outlier. Sean Payton's the real deal. That's a good point, too, um, that you bring up with Harbaugh in terms of power struggle potential, right? Like the potential for things to go sideways compared to Peyton. I think the, the the propensity for that was definitely more in the case of Jim Harbaugh. And, you know, how long has he how long has he been in Michigan now? And every year he flirts with leaving. Do you, would you really want to deal with that kind of one foot out the door possibility? I mean, who knows? Maybe it'd be different because I don't remember him being that way when he was at um, in San Francisco. But uh, we digress. We're stoked with the, the way things are right now for the Denver Broncos. But an interesting question, Keith. Thank you, big dog. Um, let's get this here from uh, Chris Chance's number two super chat this evening. Really, really appreciate you saying we got another Sith Lord in Sean Payton. Can't wait to see him in action. Lord Vader will be pleased. LOL. Hashtag best in the business. Denver he is uh, speaking to the Star Wars nerd here, and I love it, dude. I love it. So Sean Payton, let's see. If Russell Wilson is Lord Vader, then yes. Then Sean Payton is, you know, the emperor or whatever. What's it, what was it? Uh, Darth Sidious, right? Uniman. Thanks, Chris. I mean, if you watch him on the field, he's in nothing but like his visor and some sweatpants and a, a, a T-shirt, but he commands the field and commands practices, I think, way better than Nathaniel Hackett ever did. He's just, you either have it or you don't, and Sean Payton has it, and he's shown that over a, a long period of time. I am so happy, and the Broncos should be so grateful they landed the coach of his magnitude. Um, Zach, I wanted to, uh, and thank you again, Chris. I want to grab this real quick from Gary. Who's just saying, I didn't know that. Thanks Scott. Hashtag Buckham. I might've missed this part while I stepped away for that 30 seconds or whatever. Um, usually when we do a live stream, I do not have my dog Buckley in the room, but, uh, it was an oversight. And so somebody must've been at the door or something. And I heard him start to do that little, you know, when they're, they want to bark, but they kind of get it going. Hmm, hmm. I'm like, uh-oh, so I had to hurry and bounce him. Um, anyway, so I might have missed that. But, Gary, thank you for that second super chat, my friend. 
Zach, I wanted to ask you a couple of uh, other storylines. Sean Payton, when he took to the podium on uh, Thursday, a few different topics that he delved into. One of them was the new wide receiver, Marcus Callaway, Marquez, pardon me, Callaway, who, of course, is one of two former Saints wide receivers that Payton has brought to Denver. And uh, when he was asked how Callaway's doing, kind of where he fits, he said something interesting, Zach. And to me, it's knowing what we know about his Parcellian kind of philosophies and the school of, of Bill Parcells football psychology. I don't think this was just said because it just came out. I think he said what I'm about to read here for a reason, but here's what he said. Quote, Marquez made a real strong impression. His weight is a little high right now and he'll get that down. And then he goes on to talk about, you know, skill players and, and that right out of college weight and different things. But uh, what did you make of him mentioning that Marquez Callaway is a, is a little overweight right now? Because I interpret that even if it's in a small way as a, I mean, publicly, it's a little bit of a shot across the bow. Like, hey, dude, you better get into some the football shape we expect you to be in. I think it's just Sean Payton being real and saying other things that coaches only think. Um, this time of the year, it's conditioning, it's OTAs. This is when you kind of work out the kinks, and some players could come in a little heavy. I'm looking at what Callaway's listed out on the Broncos website, 6'2", Yeah. So maybe he ballooned. I, I use that we word. Maybe. You're lagging a little bit, Chad. I was saying maybe 210. Like I couldn't imagine yeah. him even daring to show up to camp heavier than that. Yeah, I mean, and that's just, he's being honest. He's he's playing, you know, he's a little heavy right now. It's above his playing weight, and he'll get there. Maybe Callaway's one of those guys who uh, responds to uh, Peyton's tough love approach. Maybe why it's the Broncos signed him in the first place. I, I'm not too concerned about Callaway. I thought it was interesting, <clears throat> pardon me, and it's a story that bizarrely, Zach, has been blowing doing, up, doing really well over the weekend. Um, also wanted to get your thoughts on what Justin Simmons had to say about a certain safety who I know, Zach, you kind of have earmarked to be his starting companion this year, even with Kareem Jackson returning. This is what Justin Simmons said on Thursday about Caden Stearns. Quote, Caden has looked really good. Obviously, I know he missed most of the season last year with the injury, but he's been rehabbing hard. He's been taking care of his body really well. And then he goes on. It's been fun communicating with each other, figuring things out, obviously with the new scheme that BJ Vance Joseph is bringing and things like that. But Caden's been great. He looks great. And I'm excited for him. Close quote. What does that mean? You think I'm excited for him just that he's healthy again or that maybe he's got a bigger role coming his way. I'm not going to say it, even though you're probably already thinking I'm going to say it. Um, it's Simmons being a good teammate and, uh, realizing that what Caden Stearns can do in pass coverage. He's not going to say out loud that Kareem Jackson can't cover and that Caden Stearns is better against the pass, but that's what the reality is. When they were paired up together, the, the brief times that we've seen Stearns and Simmons in the back end, they were making plays on the football. Caden Stearns is very athletic. You can move him around and he can do a lot of things Kareem Jackson simply can't do. So I would be excited, too. If I'm a younger, still younger guy like Simmons, I would want a younger guy next to me in Caden Stearns. They can make the defense better as a whole. It's it's a young man's business, and the rest of that secondary chat is young. Talk about Damari Mathis starting, Patrick Sertan starting. They drafted Riley Moss. Caden Stearns is like the next logical successor to grab hold of a starting role, and uh, 
I think uh, Simmons is being pretty uh, genuine there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't think the Broncos have promised anyone anything next to Justin Simmons, but I think they are leaning toward Caden Stearns, and there's some circumstantial evidence pointing in that direction, one of which is they brought Kareem Jackson back only after languishing on the free agent market literally for months after the uh, uh, draft. And then, of course, it then required, Zach, a sit-down between Kareem and, and Peyton to kind of stipulate what his role would be. If you guys remember, about a week and a half ago, Kareem appeared on uh, the uh, Up and Adams podcast, and he was talking about a couple of like his experience a little bit um, in free agency this year and the possibility of before coming back to Denver, maybe returning to Houston, where he actually started his career and played most of his career, and how he was like looking at that as a distinct possibility. He was interested in it, but he knew that if it was going to happen because of the way the the, the the safety room, the DB room is kind of set up. It would be Zach as kind of a mentor guy, a depth guy, you know, coach on the field guy. So we know he was already like, Hey, I'm 35 years old. I'm putting myself in that headspace. Then Broncos wait, they bring him back. All right. Then he has to sit down with Sean, Sean Payton for what it's worth. I think this is interesting when he was uh, asked about Kareem Jackson uh, last week or not, not last week, but the last time he was at the podium, that you know, that first um, first OTA quote, he's experienced, he's got really good instincts at his age. It's impressive. He's been healthy. Then you look at pitch count, what's the vision and all those things that was exciting for us and for him. So even he is talking about pitch counts. He's talking about what's the vision, you know, just throwing that kind of questioning and I don't know, for lack of a better term uncertainty i guess into the football ether i think he's a great handy dude to have around in a pinch zach if you need him to be your starter obviously i think they're leaning towards caden stearns i don't think anyone else is quite ready uh to to be that guy next to simmons i remember writing up that story on uh kj a few weeks ago and the only words that meant anything to me from sean payton were pitch count it's obvious that's how they view kareem as the number three safety maybe even below that on the depth chart because you have jl skinner who you're high on. Um, you're bringing back to Larry and Turner yell as well. PJ Locke. that safety room, Chad is young and unproven and it's time to get those unproven players, some experience. And it starts with Caden Stearns. Like you said, if anything happens to him, his recovery from that hip operation goes slowly. You have a guy in, in Kareem who can hold down the fort, but that's all he is now at this point of his career. The, the days of him being a full-time starter unchallenged, unquestioned are over. Indeed. Uh, unique prepping in the house. We know him also as Zachary Smouse in the house. What's going on, big dog? Great to see you. Thanks for the super chat. He says, I believe Sean Payton will bring back our team like how Mike Shanahan had the team in the 90s. I have hope again. Yes, this is good. You got to have hope. You got to have a little bit of hope. Hope gets you through a lot. Uh, but I feel that way too. Uh, bottom line is, even if it's not gangbusters this year, Zach, I feel like 
it's going to be quite evident when you get to uh, September and beyond that, again, there's an adult back in the building. Things are going to be okay. I don't want to go too far on a limb and say that Sean's going to be the best coach since uh, the best Broncos coach. It's Mike Shanahan, but he'll be the best for sure since Gary Kubiak. And Gary Kubiak was enough to lead the Broncos to the Holy Land of, of football immortality and win them a title. So that's what's so encouraging. It might not be this year where the Broncos are hoisting the Lombardi. It probably won't be this year, but they'll at least be in contention for a playoff spot, probably make the playoffs. And after six years of not experiencing that as Von Miller, a lot of Broncos country should be excited about that. Uh, by the way, guys, you see me looking down. It's not because I'm disengaged. I'm sick of fighting with the browser and StreamYard. Anytime I open up another tab, it just does the bog down thing where I slow. So I'm going to be doing the stuff I would normally do in the browser on my phone. But Zach, you referenced this earlier, you know, and again, speaking of Vaughn Miller, um, Vaughn talking about, um, you know, kind of taking uh, some possessive ownership of where things are with the Broncos. I want to read two things that he said. And of course, he was back in town for his Vaughn's uh, Vision Take Flight uh, event at the uh, Centennial's Jet Links hangar. But here's what he said, quote, it really it really makes me feel at peace. All the things that we did in the locker room, all the work that we put in all the blood, sweat and tears that we put in to create the team that they have now. And they have a super team and I'm excited about it. I'm excited about Russell Wilson and Sean Payton and all those guys. And then he goes on, he was asked that about, uh, you know, Hey, you're going to be going against the Broncos this week or this, this season, uh, quote, I'll be ready for that. I'll be ready for that for sure. And then he was asked specifically about, of course, the Broncos now having a legit right tackle in Mike McGlinchey. And then, of course, Garrett Bowles, whom Von Miller mentored and kind of helped usher into the league. Quote, McGlinchey, Garrett Bowles, both of these guys are my guys. I'll be ready for those guys 100%, close quote. So that's Von Miller. Your thoughts on what he had to say uh, in his time back in Denver. Again, just like what Peyton said, it doesn't help the Broncos on the field necessarily. It doesn't count for any wins. It's more for um, a feel-good kind of thing for Broncos country, the fact that Vaughn's so engaged with the happenings of Denver and uh, very close to a lot of players who are still on the team. And I believe him for what he says here because he, you know, I'm sure he's rooting for the Bills because he's getting paid by the Bills. But a big part of him, speaking for Vaughn, might be wrong, wants the Broncos to be successful again, wants the Broncos to be relevant again, wants the Broncos to get back to the level they were at when he was still a superstar franchise bedrock of the organization. So it's encouraging that another, I guess, outside observer now feels that way about Denver, but the Broncos still have to prove it on the field come September. It's still kind of crazy to think Von Miller is not a Denver Bronco. Yeah, uh, and we've we've had some water under that bridge now. What's it been a year and a half going on two years? Because f- finished that twenty one season with the Rams, right? Or is it was it twenty? No, it's twenty one. And then last year with Buffalo, he gets hurt, so he's re- he's rebounding from that torn ACL, second torn ACL he's had as a pro. Dave from Georgia, one of our Mount Rushmore superstars, and one of those guys who is such a quality, just ride or die member of our community rocking the buckham t-shirt in his youtube pick like a boss we love you dave thanks bud he says greetings broncos country peyton manning really kind of froze indy out after he arrived in denver seems like he took it personally when the colts cut him hashtag broncos country hashtag football priest that's right we are your football priests and each and every week 
We're here to offer you the absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions. I still remember that, Zach. Um, But yes, dude, I'm telling you, Peyton Manning, he's got, first of all, very prideful guy for a good reason. And I don't say that in like a critical way where it's like, oh, you know, pride comes before the fall. I just mean he's always been an elite guy at whatever he does, and he takes pride in that, and you cut him. You cut this dude and Zach, you cut him when he was at his lowest. You cut him when he was at his penultimate most vulnerable state. He's not going to forget that. What he does in terms of the Colts events and this and that, uh, now I'm telling you, he does it for those Colts fans. He does it for in 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 honor of those fans and in, in respect to the body of work, the 14 seasons he did put in Indy. But as far as the organization is concerned, Jim Mersey, you cut him, dude. You cut Peyton Manning for Andrew Luck, who great was great. Andrew Luck was great. Don't get me wrong. Where is he now? I mean, this is a cat that was drafted in 2012. He should still be raging in the NFL. Yeah. So swing and a miss, big dog. Yeah, I mean, that was after all that Peyton Manning delivered, the organization delivered the city. All he, the records that he broke, all he did for the team. He won this, won them a Super Bowl. And then, like you said, Chad, just cuts him outright on the lowest part of his life, lowest part of yeah. his career. Um, I wouldn't forget that either, but I'm glad that it happened because it meant that Brady, Brady Jesus Christ, it meant that Peyton Jesus Manning. Right. Cheese and rice. Now that's that's what you heard. Yeah, it made it meant that Peyton Manning was available to the Broncos. So I think the history uh, resolved itself quite nicely. Indeed, um, Keith saying, "Hey, I watched some footage on Chris Manhurts. That's the new tight end Broncos signed, and he says that's a guy I'm excited about." Yeah, well, what excites you about him? His blocking? What is it exactly? I'm curious to know, Keith, <clears throat> because to me, I don't really get. Uh, nothing about him at this point has like excited me. So maybe I need to spend more time going down the rabbit hole. Cause I trust your insight, my friend, but let's, let's think about the lay of the tight end land in Denver right now. Not only do you got the Joker who I saw you mention earlier, Keith, uh, Greg Dulcich going to be used in the Joker role, the, the coveted uh, Peyton, Man- Sean Peyton, geez, so many Peytons that we have to deal with in this Bronco land thing. Um, Greg Dulcich Joker role. All right. You got him. Zach, you got Albert Okawebunam, who I now Ooh. have to question where he stands in this whole thing. Uh, Troutman, right, that they they yeah. traded for during the draft. Man hurts. I'm missing one. Uh, Tommy Hudson and Nate Adkins. Thank you. So there's a couple of guy, other guys, right? So uh, Man hurts. I think he's your he's one of the guys. You're going to see the Broncos spend a lot of time in two tight end sets this season. And so one of those guys, Zach, I mean, in a perfect world, both of those guys can block when asked to because it just gives your offense so much more uh, versatility in the sense of defenses can't key in on anything. But one of those guys, for sure, when you have two tight ends on the field, has to be a blocker, a good proficient blocker. We know Manhurts has that that skill set. Troutman has that skill set. Players talk about Dulcich as if he has that skill set, but from the outside looking in, it doesn't really pop off the screen. But it's going to be an interesting uh, kind of melting pot of tight ends to see how it all shakes out. There's a lot to like about Manhurt, starting with his name. I mean, that's a prototypical football player's last name right there. And I think what Sean Payton likes is his availability. I, I, I've talked about that a lot. Uh, he was um, not even in New Orleans the last few years, but just during his time in the NFL, he's always been available, 17-game schedule, always on the field, lunch pail kind of player, knows – when to show up, what his role is, how to do it best. He's an expert blocker. He can move 
men in the running game. I mean, the guy's a tank, but he can also leak out and he can catch a pass. His hands aren't bricks. I mean, if the ball comes to him, he can catch it. So it's a nice safety outlet to have, but every time they've made a tight end signing, we've brought it up. It's another clear indication the Broncos are going to run the hell out of the football yeah. this year. Um, I got to get your take on this as well, Zach. Um, well, first of all, let me ask you. I know you've seen the transcripts from uh, from the Ben Powers uh, press conference on Thursday, the mm -hmm. new Denver Broncos left guard. But did you by chance watch him in order to see kind of his how he acts at the at the microphone when the cameras are on and just kind of his body language? I, I saw him the first time around. Not, not more recently. Not a very uh, comfortable guy with the when when the spotlight's on him. He likes to be the guy that's one of five on a on a starting line or on a starting five helmet on lunch pail just doing his thing. So you could tell he's a little bit fish out of water. Mm -hmm. um, Two, you were lucky if you got three sentences, right? We ask him a question. You're lucky if his response was more than two, really. But when he was asked, hey, why did you – I wanted to get – this is really what I wanted your thoughts on, Zach. When he was asked, hey, you know, you left Baltimore. Why do you think you didn't stay in Baltimore? Why do you think maybe they didn't push to keep you there, guarantee this, that you stayed? Quote, and he said it in such like deadpan. Uh, that's one of the reasons I wanted to see if you'd watch it. I don't think they could afford me, is, is what he said. Now, he also said it because he, 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 there was a moment just before where he had kind of elicited a little bit of a laugh uh, in the media room. So he's kind of feeling his oats a little bit. He's kind of like, you know, even though he's kind of a quiet guy, you could tell. And so he's smiling as he said this. But was that a shot across the bow or is that just a guy telling you the blunt truth? I don't think they could afford me. I think it's mostly the blunt truth. I also think it's a little bit of a, not a backhanded insult, but a little bit of a light jab, friendly jab at Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. When you're Baltimore and you're paying some guy $260 million, making him the highest paid player in NFL history, you really can't afford, unfortunately, in most cases, give $52 million across four years to Ben Powers as the Broncos did. But again, that team's loss was the Broncos game. That was probably the best free agent signing the Broncos made this offseason. They've made a lot, but I love the Powers addition. He's going to be that road grader uh, along the interior the Broncos have desperately needed in recent years. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Mike's also bringing up how he was wearing a, uh, a sweater, Powers, at his presser that said Uncommon with the Broncos logo. And it turns out, according to Ben Powers, that Uncommon, that's like – if you guys can remember when Gary Kubiak's team hit training camp that first year when they went on to win the Super Bowl, everyone was wearing Iron Sharpens Iron T-shirts, right? And so, like, every coach kind of has his maxim or two, his different mantras that they'll kind of use as a point of emphasis. For Sean Payton and this uh, 2023 Broncos squad, it's uncommon. And to paraphrase, I was going to pull up Powers, but I was, I'd be sitting here trying to find it, and I don't want to do that. So to paraphrase what he said when he was asked what – I mean, we all know what uncommon means, but when he was asked, what does that mean in the, in the uh, context of the Broncos and football and what you're trying to do, he basically said, Zach, it's hard to win in the, it, this game. It's all about winning, right? But in the NFL, it's very hard to win. In fact, winning is uncommon. And so that's what they're about. They're about doing the things necessary to be uncommon and uh, be winners again. I take it for uh, his word, but uncommon also can describe the uh, the mantra that Sean Payton wants for the Broncos anonymous donors. 
in today's NFL, it's not like the Parcells days, like Sean Payton, you know, thinks fondly of and remembers far from it. The opposite, in fact, the social media as- aspect of it, everything's front and center. Everything's out in the open. Everything's transparent for better or for worse. Whereas Sean Payton wants it to be 1990 again, where you show up on a football field, you go to work, you do your job and you keep your mouth shut. And that's what the Broncos need. So it would be uncommon for a football team in this day and age in 2023 to operate like that. But that's how you win, I, I feel like, because you build that culture where it's football first. Nothing else matters. Your TikTok doesn't matter. Your follower count doesn't matter. Going live on Instagram doesn't matter. Getting on the field, doing your job, helping the team wins. That is the only goal. One last thing real quick on Powers. Again, a guy of very few words. You'd have these uh, very long, you know, people asking the questions in the media room, these very long-winded questions where his answers, Zach, would be like one quarter of the time. They'd spend all this time gearing up and then ask the question, and he'd answer it, dude, in like two seconds Mm -hmm. and be like, next. One of those was, and forgive me, I can't remember who it was that asked this, but it was a very long-winded, what does it take to have a dominant ground game, right? And, And it took some time getting there, and he's like waiting, 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 finally question comes out his answer quote you got to have grit you've got to care next question like on to the next thing but here's what's interesting about it is if you actually man a few words but so much of what he said is actually there's a lot of genius in it so um i mean even like when he was asked about quinn Miners, quote i have a lot of respect for his game quinn has a high ceiling and he has a lot of potential next question like i don't know I became an even bigger fan of, of Ben Power, spending some time watching him at the podium dealing with Denver media than I was before. I have a lot of respect for people who kind of tell it like it is yeah. and don't mealy mouth or have diarrhea mouth. I mean, he said what he wants to say, how he feels, and he's moving on. He's also an offensive lineman. They're kind of ornery. It's to be expected, I feel. Um, We got uh, Cooper checking in saying, I'm wanting to mow lawns and other stuff to get money and get a Nintendo, a new three uh, three. 3ds dude let me tell you something coop you can manifest that nintendo 3ds into existence into your possession and the way you manifest it is by not just talking about mowing those lawns but go out and do it go in your neighborhood knock on a few doors you know make sure mom's okay with this obviously but you know go manifest it make it happen bring it into existence manifest destiny we have faith in you all right because you are a resourceful smart little dude uh zach bringing it back here keith adding some uh context he says i think man hurts has potential as a receiver that hasn't been utilized but his use as an extra tackle on the field will be huge for our scheme this year so appreciate the context on that keith oh how are you feeling zach about the receiving upside of of man hurts i liken it to when they had eric Saubert or eric tomlinson they're blockers first but if they leak out they get open they can catch a ball um, from what I've seen of Man Hurts in the NFL, what, during his time in New Orleans, always moving guys in the ground game and uh, and does what's asked to him and shows up. So I have a lot of um, appreciation for players like that. Um, okay. We're at about 40 minutes tonight, guys, in respect of the uh, Nuggets competing for a world title. We'll keep it relatively tight. Um, so anything burning on your mind, get it in the chat now, and we will get to it before we sign off. So I'm just doing a quick perusal. I wanted to give a shout out to David. Good to see you, David McElrath, the Papa Bear. Always dropping a line uh, before we go live, and we really look forward to that and appreciate that. So, And we're also really looking forward, uh, speaking of, seeing you later this fall at the meet and greet. It is going to be so dope. 
Um, okay, circling back. Um, Michaela says, Cooper says you guys are the nicest grown-ups ever. <laughs> well, thank you, big dog. We really appreciate you. Um, okay, Zach, um, I mean, this was on the subject of uh, while we were talking about Peyton Manning and you know, Colts and why he's kind of cold toward them and et cetera. But have you seen, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. A lot of buzz about the top five pick the Colts have this year uh, from Florida quarterback, Anthony Richardson, people getting pretty excited about this dude. Yeah. I can't say I've watched every highlight of uh, every Colts practice with Richardson, but I've seen some Twitter clips and his delivery looks smooth. It looks like he's already in command of the offense. I really like the pairing. I mean, Shane Steichen, Anthony Richardson, what Steichen did with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. It's a perfect one-for-one one there. Um, and they have the talent on offense as well. They have a good running game with Jonathan Taylor. They have some receiving weapons like Michael Pittman, good defense in place. I mean, that's a team that can make some noise pretty quickly with Richardson. Indeed. I'm excited to see how he does. I think he's got some some insane upside and talent if that new head coach there, Steichen, can quickly – kind of shape you know it's like a rough stone rolling down the hill colliding with things by the time it gets to the bottom it's collided with so much that it's a smooth right it's a smooth surface and he's got to try and figure out how to microwave that process but mike thank you big dog really appreciate your support as always keith appreciate you too my friend um but zach i think tonight we probably shouldn't drag this one on and uh we'll circle back tomorrow monday and we'll do our our raffle we'll get back into things but uh, I've had a great time. Don't get me wrong. I, I could do this till the cows come home, but um, maybe we should wrap it up. Absolutely. Thank you all for tuning in to the MHH podcast. If you're not doing so, follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at mile high huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott at scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, like a buck merch, you know where to find it, where to look, but just in case go to MHHmerch.com and check it out when you can. If you're on Facebook, obviously go to facebook.com slash pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. If you're on Instagram, follow us at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football pre-safe five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, please, guys and gals, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Here it is, guys. So many different products. Um, we actually kind of went a little bit too wild uh, about six months ago with the number of things we had on our merch store, and we decided to pare it down and keep it very specific to the things we know you guys dig, the designs, the shows, the different things. So check it out, all right, mhhmerch.com, uh, as supportive to what we do here as any Super Chat or Stars. Speaking of which, shout out to these great supporters tonight. Uh, both on YouTube and on Facebook, Chris Chances, Dave from Georgia, David McElrath, Gary Palmer, Michaela, the Duchess, Parker, uh, Smouse in the House, a.k.a. Unique Prepping, Keith Brugman, Mike Ronquillo, Phil McLaughlin, much love and respect. Thank you guys for being a part of this conversation tonight with the Nuggets competing and doing what they're doing right now against the Heat. We really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us, but we'll look forward to it even more tomorrow night. Have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll see you tomorrow night. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.